What's up, Gang Cotton Nation? Tashawn Warner, make a hit checking in. And you're about to hear the show presented by Express Suns Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dabbitt, All right, greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Around the horn, J.C. Sherbert with the Bucky's beanie on, Phil, the bald guy, and me with the hat. I am JB. We're here until uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon and why or my how much things change in just a couple of days there is a, certainly a lot to get to but first and foremost the preferred sign partner of the gamecocks is signorama of columbia and they should be yours as well you'll see in just a little while why they're why they are the preferred side partner of south carolina athletics because they are unbelievable at what they do maybe it's vehicle graphics maybe it's a wall maybe it's a, a banner maybe it's a sign you need outside of your business it is signorama columbia Gamecock owned and operated 803-407-9284. And with that said, JC is back now full time, I guess, after uh, traveling to the great state of South Carolina, unfortunately for a funeral this weekend. But my understanding is it was more of a celebration of life. Uh, so um, that is always good to hear. In the meantime, JC, uh, Gigi Jackson went public with some frustrations. He has since recanted those comments, but they are out there. Uh, let's see, we've had three football players get arrested. The women went to UConn and took down the Huskies. The men continue to struggle. Carolina's recruiting at an elite rate. Um, it's the Super Bowl, and we're expecting major news from the University of South Carolina's athletics department this week about a future project. So where do we begin? I don't know, but I'll let you start. What's up? <laughs> yeah, people are going to have to kind of uh, deal with me uh, today voice-wise. I... Uh... I think I blew it out karaoke wise and then uh, had something with jalapenos in it and had a little acid reflux. And, uh, so my vocal cords are a little shot today, but uh, <laughs> you'll just have to deal with it. And uh, 
I'll, I'm sure I'll be better by the end of the week. Uh, yeah, the GG, um, you know, the word that I keep coming back to with him is maturity. Um, and, and I think it shows uh, when he plays. I think it shows some of his body language. Um, uh, I, I don't think Gigi Jackson's a prima donna. Uh, I don't think he's a guy that you're going to see things like this happen with very often now or in the future. But I also think that he's a 17-year-old kid, you know, and he's frustrated and he's, he's out there trying. And uh, certainly that loss Saturday was um, it was a competitive loss. And, and it's one that I think, you know, maybe they felt like they should have had. And uh, when you're a competitor like Gigi Jackson is, you know, you do want the ball in those situations. Anybody would. I thought it was a one of the one of the shots of them was a terrible launch <laughs> by Michi Johnson. So uh, I get it. Um, but uh, it's never a good look when when a guy like that goes public. It's never a good look. It's never something that uh, you want to embrace uh, as a program. That's not what athletics in Carolina are all about. Uh, and so I'm uh, just glad he apologized and uh, everybody should just move forward. Yeah, I, I, look, man, I, I think what it comes down to for me, I I, uh, I have no idea what the play call was. Don't care. Um, I, I'm not in the locker room with Coach Paris. I'm not going to tell him how to coach the team. I'm not going to tell kids how to play the game. I don't know about any of it. Um, but but I, I come back to the maturity side with you because what's happening today is that you know, we're going to – let's let's have a uh, – this is, uh, is going to be hypothetical on our program, but it's not really hypothetical, okay? So, John and Jay are at the water cooler at lunch today, and John asked Jay if he heard about Gigi Jackson's comments, and Jay says no, and then John gives him his version of what Gigi Jackson said, and then Jay turns around and tells that story to a couple of people, and then they tell it to a couple of people, and it brings just a bunch of unnecessary nonsense to a program that is really, really struggling. And, um, and, you know, when you go out and, you know, if you've ever been mud, and I used this example this morning on Gunner's show, Gunner and Preston Thorne, when I was talking to them, I said, Preston, if you've ever been mudding, and I know you are have because you're from Somerville, Scummerville, excuse me, and, um, and, and, you, and you go out and you dirty that thing up, the more mud you get on it, the harder it is to clean. You find it in all types of crevices and all types of joints and all types of stuff all, all around your truck. All right, there's a lot of mud on that Carolina basketball truck right now, and and now you throw more on it, and and um, and again, it's not it's not the comments, it's 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 the fact that you air the laundry, and then you have a whole world of that is judging you, and none of them can judge you based on anything that they actually know. Okay, so like it just made barstool sports, right? Okay. So that makes it across the country. Well, how many people ever actually go in and read the articles and how many times are the articles actually truly right? Okay. And so it takes on a life of its own. So now people all across the country are seeing this five-star calling out his basketball team. They don't look anywhere into it. There's no context to it. Right. And, and it just, and it just generates negativity. And, and that's where my issue is. Okay. I don't care about what he said. I don't care about what the play was. People can argue that stuff all day long. I have no insight into what should or should not have happened. But what I do know is that this does not add anything good to a program that is not good at itself. No, I mean, you can uh, guarantee that, you know, more people have seen the video than have been watching Gamecock basketball games this year. Uh, you know, 
here. Lesson for all you young kids out there and even some old ones who do stupid stuff on the internet. The internet is forever. You can delete, you can do whatever you want to, but if it's good enough and somebody steals it, then it it's out there forever. Yeah, well, and when, you're, when your name is, you know, I'm not hammering Gigi Jackson, by the way. I like him. You know, I, I like Gigi Jackson, and, and, and he learned. That was a learning moment big time. But, like, when your name is Gigi Jackson, just like if Spencer Rattler did that, Gigi Jackson is the face of Carolina basketball, whether he likes it or not. I think he does like it because he wants the ball. It's That's one thing that has been missed in all this. There's an 18-year-old kid who wants the damn ball to win the game, which is absolutely fantastic. But if you but if you're Gigi Jackson, if you're if you're Spencer Rattler, if you're Will Sanders on the baseball team, like you're the face of the program, you know. So when you speak and you're critical of your coach or your teammates or of your program, whatever it is, regardless of in what context you may want it to be, and what else you go on to say, which he did go on to say that he loves his teammates. Shoot, he might he says he might even come back for another year. Who knows? But all that stuff is getting lost in this, and that's been my that's my point with all of it. Right? Is like. <laughs> What what John and Jay are talking about at the water cooler today is not necessarily the fact that Gigi said he loved his teammates. It said he was on Instagram saying he wanted the ball and he didn't know why he didn't get it. Meanwhile, his head coach is in a press conference at the same time saying the play was designed for him. So, like, I don't know about all that, but I do know that just the action in itself of being public with your frustration when you're the face of the program it takes on a life of its own, and that's where we are, and that's where we're going to be, regardless of any apologies or anything like that. Like, do y'all think that Barstool Sports is going to now run a column that says, oh, wait, G.G. Jackson apologized for his comments? No. <laughs> we're not doing Nobody that. Is. Nobody is. Nobody's doing that. Like, we hear it. We move on. What about all these kids that are made that, you know, Cam Scott, there's a bunch of guys out there they want to sign. They're following G.G. Jackson. They're, they're, what is this kid saying? What does he think? What does he feel? They've probably already reached out to him. So you you get all these different versions of life, but based on you know this one moment, and 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 that's where my issue is because the internet, as you said, Phil, is forever. Yeah. It is. It's unfortunate. You know, we're in that media. Well, I mean, I guess it started about 10 years ago where the media, a lot of it, the online media, they don't really do original reporting. They they kind of go and write a bunch of snark and then uh i guess aggregate snark uh if that's the case i mean look i uh, there's people out there trying to cash in on on everything i mean there was a a maryland uh, nil collective guy that just started raising hell on friday about the gamecocks and insinuating all kinds of stuff and then all that and they're butthurt you know even though they were third for harbor maybe fourth you know they're butthurt, but uh, there was all these accusations, and uh, I kind of tweeted back at them from the Carolina Rise account. I was like, you, you really don't know what you're talking about. You're you're conflating two things that are separate things or whatever. All of a sudden, my phone gets blown up by some kind of NIL uh, ma- online magazine, and they're like, oh, would you comment? Would you comment? I'm like, no, I'm not going to comment. I was like, that's our comment. I'm not going to comment. This is not a debate. This is not something that I'm going to sit here and go back and forth so you can present his idiot side and my side. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm not going to make you any money off of it. You want to write a legitimate story, write a legitimate story. This is not controversial. That dude's totally wrong. And if you knew your stuff that you're writing about, you wouldn't write an article about it. Mm -hmm. That you're just trying to stir stuff up and take advantage of a very large fan base 
then we'll go read it and give you clicks and page you. So I said, no comment. Well, the other guys comment, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to participate in something that's a, a non-debate in a public forum. But unfortunately, that's what happens. And this thing with Gigi is going to linger. It's going to linger. Um, they'll probably talk about it on the broadcast whenever the next game is. Oh, well, some interesting comments, you know. Yep. Um, and then as an aside, we'll say he apologized for it, you know, and, and that's what's a shame these days in everything, man. You know, uh, political media is not immune to this. Sports media not immune to this is nobody wants to follow the story. They want a headline. And that's sad. That's sad because, you know, you, you really can't live life with 140 to 280 characters on Twitter. And you really can't live life being informed, just reading headlines. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I've seen more people actually pissed off about headlines and headline mistakes uh, in the last two or three years than I have seen people uh, mad about articles and content within the article. And that means, hey, if you're complaining just about headlines, yeah, you, you're lazy. You need to go read the article, <laughs> you know, um, and some headlines are ridiculously inappropriate and they're not even the writer's fault and so, with certain outlets. But uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the thing these days. People, people want to drag you in to the public forum and make controversy where there's none uh, and not put things to bed because it helps them. It helps them um, keep on rocking and rolling. Um, Nana sports chat box obviously is rocking and rolling. Um, Always. Brian asked, uh, Gamecock Anthem, what is Gamecock Anthem? It was a scout.com, uh, South Carolina site run by Doug Jolly and Jonathan Jolly. I think they started right around the time Big Spur did, but we ended up in, enveloping the entire scout network. But they, they had, they had kind of hung it up long before that. Um, Clint likes Tony's Paler update this morning. Jonathan Paler, uh, fast receiver, 2024, out of, out of North Carolina. So maybe some North Carolina. And so to get back to your one of your topics you mentioned at the beginning, uh, JB, the arrests. And Sean asked, is there any new information likely to be kicked off or slap on the hand? I think it's serious. Uh, and I think all three of these guys are in jeopardy right now, although I don't know what the ultimate outcome will be for all of them. Right. I, I agree. Phil, I think um, we need to – look, I'll – I'll just give uh, – I, I don't think this is really a secret. I'll just give my version of the story. Matter of fact, I think, if if I'm not mistaken, I think maybe even a couple of days ago, Whittle had even said some of this on the Big Spur. My version of this story is that this, that this weapon was owned by one of the three individuals, and um, what I was told was they all went basically to a gun range, okay, which there's nothing illegal about that. Uh, what what is what's wrong is that this thing ended up back on campus, and uh, it's not allowed to be there, and that nobody claimed it, and that's where you start to get some of these obstruction charges and stuff like that that come in. You know, you, you don't talk, you you're all you're all going for it. Um, that's the version of this of this story that that I've got. Could could there? I'm sure I'm missing details. I'm sure I am. But to kind of summarize, that's kind of what I got. Um, and I'm not sure what else y'all have heard. With all that said, uh, it is a very serious crime now to have a weapon on campus, especially of this magnitude. So um, 
we'll see what happens. But uh, I would say let it play out. I, I, I have not heard anything. Guys, have y'all have you have y'all heard anything like I don't think that there was anything that was I mean, generally when you see stories like this, you go right down that that dark rabbit hole, right? Of like why, why, why? Which I under, totally understand that because we have had some awful tragedies in this in our nation. Um, I do not have any ounce of me that thinks it had anything to do with anything bad other than it shouldn't have been there. No, it, it seems like, yeah, it was just, you know, thoughtless, you know, is what it yeah, was. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like, think there was any intent or anything. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Care, careless era is what I was told, but it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope all three of them uh, make it back. Obviously, Montague Rames um, and Anthony Rose, they've had some bumps in the road before they got to college. Uh, Rose went to, you know, four high schools, and, and Rames had to change high schools from Sumter to Manning. And, you know, uh, you, you just – you don't want things to be over for those guys before they start just because, you know, you got uh, – uh, you know, some kids go into a gun range. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Sonder mentions in the chat box possession of a handgun under 21 is illegal. They didn't have a handgun. They had a rifle. Yeah, it was a rifle. Um, and that, that is legal. They can, if they got the permit and the license and all that, they can. I, heck, I don't know what the laws are in South Carolina now. I mean, can you own it without even having a registration? I have no idea. But you absolutely cannot have it on college campuses. Yeah. Uh, and that is a law. And, and you know, look, these guys live – they know that, that they, they live there. It's just kind of, I mean, I, I think sometimes kids, they, they may process it. Well, I, I just can't bring this to biology class, right? <laughs> you know, but the dorm is on campus. So I get it. I get it. I know we got to get a first break. Uh, I guess back after these messages, right, guys? Yeah, that's okay. how it works. See y'all <laughs> right after this. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> Let's do it. Shoot. All right, Donnie. All right, my man. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Panorama Columbia and Go Game Pops. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters, and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper and they offer pressure washing find them on facebook or call 803-522-6832 a couple of painters proud partners of inside the gamecocks the show are you sick and tired of your business computer guy yes he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests 
Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks the show this is former all-american shortstop drew meyer and you're listening to inside the gamecocks the show go gamecocks Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662. Set up a no-obligation consultation about an outdoor retreat for your home. We also are presented in the first hour by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in Spartanburg. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. And yes, we are correct. Some of us in the chat box, Quantrell asks, so would the charge have been different if they were off campus? There would have been no charges. It is not illegal to possess a long gun over the age of 18 in South Carolina. Uh, It is, however, illegal to have one on public school campus, whether that be K all the way through public institutions of higher learning. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, I it, this is one of those things. I, I don't, I don't want to be caught with my pants down speculating on on what the future is going to be until there's more information. Um, I, it's there's just like we we know enough to know what happened, but but I have no clue what the how the university is going to handle this, uh, in in folks you know i think everybody knows this but maybe for the half of one percent out there that don't this has zero to do with anything that shane beamer or coach tanner they have no influence on this this is a university issue it's a student issue has nothing to do with athletes or athletics so we'll have to to figure it out yes sandra i am uh i'm about to turn around and cast here and during the next break as a matter of fact oh i like that yeah that's my kind of background right there (laughs) that's right by the way hey jc to liven it up here on friday phil and i had some fun with the national days calendar and what we (laughs) discovered was on sunday was national shower with a friend day so strong I I showered all by myself. I'm not not sure about the rest of it, but uh, today is National Chopsticks Day and National Frozen Yogurt Day. Oh, Ah, we got chopsticks in our house. I think uh, 
I think uh, maybe they'll be put to use later today. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll, have, I'll definitely have to mention that. That's uh, chopsticks. I, I have not mastered chopsticks, and I never will. But give me a fork and a spoon, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been eating sushi, and I said, oh, my God, screw it. Give me the fork. You yeah, know, like- sushi, it's just a stab. It's For me, it's a stab. Dip in the soy sauce, throw it in the mouth, shoot it back <laughs> right. like oysters. You know, you're like, ah, <laughs> had some uh, had some decent oysters this weekend too the, on the half shell. Really oh, nice right. too. Yeah, it was pretty oh. solid. Um, so you know, and by the way, that Gigi Jackson video, he did mention. I'm thinking about coming back. While I think he would be a higher draft pick if he did have another year of college. I don't know that he'll come back to South Carolina. I mean, there's a lot that that, uh, you'd have to kind of, you know, (laughs) get through uh, because the whole purpose of him reclassifying and coming to South Carolina uh, was so he could get to the NBA sooner. I believe there's a new, what, collective bargaining agreement coming online. Um, So they're trying to, because apparently they're going to cut rookie salaries. Apparently they're trying to get in before that. I don't don't know uh, all the extreme ins and outs of it, but – uh, I wouldn't read too much into that. I, I think, uh, I, 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 hey, look, great if he does because you know we, we've all been sitting there talking about men's basketball, looking for hope. Well, there gives the, that gives you hope, but um, I, I just I can't see that happening right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I've always said and continue to maintain that he's going to, you know, you go with the devil, you know, when it comes to collective bargaining agreements, and he knows that this is a good opportunity for him, even if he's not a lottery pick. So long as he's in the first round, he's got it made. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I don't think he'll return. I, I'm pretty sure he's gone. But um, I, I, I think, I, and I again, I, I saw just a minute ago here, the Nanosports chat box is uh, wide awake. Thank you. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joey Socks says, uh, just coming in, but Barstool wrote about it only because the guy who wrote the article is a U- UK grad. So he rips on Carolina whenever given the chance. Salty that we owned them in every sport this year, which is which is true. But Joey, that was my point earlier. Is these things take on a life of their own? When you open the bag, this is the stuff that you get. That was my exact point. I don't care about why somebody does or does or does not write or comment or whatever about what Gigi said. The fact is that is going to be the com- somebody out there is going to use it to create their own drama out of it. Which is exactly what happened here. But that was my whole point. Like, so he, you know, he made my point for me. I think was hopefully kind of what he was getting at there. But you know, I, I'm not trying to justify why or why not somebody else is going to take these stories and run with them. The point is, the story's there to run with. Don't give them that opportunity. And and again, and also, you know, I'm not to. I don't want this to come off. You know, I'm not trying to be rude to anybody because I certainly understand when people say, "Well." Well, he's a young kid, you know. He's 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 young. He made a mistake. I get that. I understand that. But there there's a lot of young kids out there, okay. And they're not all hopping on, pissed off social media after after a ball game, calling out their coach and 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 whatever else. Like I, that doesn't pass the the test for me. I think this morning Preston Thorne said it best on one hundred seven five. The game, you know. Look, there's. He's got a bunch of teammates in there that weren't on Instagram doing this. It's not happening all over the country. It's not like it's, oh, well, these kids are just all 18. If this was an 18-year-old at, like, Kentucky, we'd all, you know, the half the fan base hours would be picking on him and making fun of him. 
uh, and called him a prima donna and this, that, and the other. But all of a sudden, he's a, he's a Carolina kid, so they want to protect him by saying, well, he's only 18. Well, you got to understand, I'm just sorry. Like, if we want to be able to pay the, we want to pay these kids, right? Right? Everybody wants to pay them? You, you want to be a businessman? You better act like one. I mean, so, I mean, you know, I mean – like I don't buy into all that stuff. I don't. You you have a job. Your job is to play basketball. Um, you open a can of worms like this, your whole program has to deal with it, not just you. Yeah, I agree with you there. And uh, as Will pointed out, the the waiting a year and then the new uh, collective bargaining agreement and a lockout. What I mean, it, 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 the 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 rapids are going to get a little more rough in the NBA after that. Um, Big Wash said, and Big Wash, I know that that's why I mentioned. That he was saying he's thinking about coming back. I'm sorry if my voice doesn't allow you to to hear me clearly articulate that. My bad. Uh, but yeah, he said that on the Instagram account too, uh, his live stream. He's thinking about coming back. Big Wash goes on to say he doesn't want to go out a loser and was reacting emotionally because he wants to win. I agree with all that. I just don't think there's any chance in hell he's coming back. Uh, nor nor do I think it's maybe in his as a player. Yeah, he can come back. Could use another year of college, but the NBA man, they'll take it. They'll take a kid like that. He'll sit on the bench two years, and then be a superstar. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, they About do their own their own development. Uh, you know, right there. So um, maybe he says Gigi apologized. I'm fine with moving past it, but he needs to sit a game. He can't act like that with no repercussions. Well, he's made to apologize, and you know, I'd be curious to see if he's. Doing some extra, what do you call them, suicides? When you go in basketball, I know seventy six. I'm turning. I, I should just do the whole show in the coach oval. Claw. I'm probably gonna get there a little bit better right now. <laughs> I got. I could. I could do the whole show like Coach O, and probably come across a little more articulate. <laughs> but I'm, gonna have, I'm, I'm gonna have some average jumble. I'm gonna sit there. About twenty five year old wife. A girlfriend and uh, gonna go have Both. a own hard hard go. body contest as part of the end of the summer right here on the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, average jump, average. Yeah, I, the, the, the fiance gets average only. is funny though. <laughs> we I, we got to do a whole commercial of average with average jambalaya. I got to think about it, but uh, it's kind of funny because sometimes I'll get up in the morning like at five. I get about four, right? And uh, I start kind of because I don't like to do the like same voice every single episode. But if I have something funny, if I can work it in, and I'll start practicing it, and I'll, I'll be walking around, you know, getting brushing my teeth, getting a shower, but average jambalaya, average jambalaya, average jambalaya. Yeah, I'm trying to get it. Like, this is Coach O. About it back to the show, you know. And she she wakes up. She says, what the hell are you doing? It's four thirty in the morning. I was all right, just go back to bed. I'm about to have my heart. I got to get my hard body ready. Got to warm all my get, – get me the tannin oil and a, a pound of Crisco and some 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 crawfish. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cook the jambalaya right here on my hard body. Give me a pot. Give me some Old Bay. Do they put Old Bay – these Old Bay down there, I don't know. On their somebody, body? I'll tell you, somebody – this whole Maryland thing, uh, somebody – after Carolina got Nicholas Nicholas Edwards, somebody after Carolina got Nicholas Harbor, some Gamecock fan, I don't remember who it was on the Big Spur Post, and Old Bay sucks. 
Because <laughs> it's Maryland, it's Maryland, and I was like, "Wow, Old Bay sucks." That's amazing. Yeah. Um, you all says we need Coach O for the the Dowell Loggins beer commercials. Yeah, yeah. We'll cut spoof commercials for Loggins Stout with the Coach O. Seventy six. If we could ever have Coach O on this show. I won't say a word. I'll just let him and JC have at it. Yeah, dueling I'm not, coach I'm not getting in the middle that. of that. Are you kidding me? I just want to know right now why you've been doing my voice. I don't appreciate it. But we have a proud Cajun accent. JC, I'm stripping you of all your hard body titles. <laughs> uh, you can mail the belt back to me, the, the, the belt with the sunshine on it. It's the endless summer. It's like endless a, a summer. golden yeah. sunshine. It's like a golden sunshine. It's this Coach O endless summer hard body contest champion. <laughs> Somebody make a meme with me and Phil and Jamie on it. Like the I hard body. I don't know. I don't want to be in that meme. Look, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, you're going to be. Well, you have to be. Yeah, yeah, you're part of it now, man. You got to be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no. Anyway. I, I want nothing to do um, with any of state. this. State. <laughs> Big Watch does say Hayden Brown should have made the layup, but I agree. I agree. You know, yeah, he's having uh, a tough year, man. He's, yeah, he's some good. some and some good basketball players don't make layups. Aaliyah Boston missed one, cost a national, cost a trip to the championship game a few years ago. Yeah, well, on the women's side, it happens. Well, a bit of a but it happens more to these guys than it should, and and it's happened to Hayden Brown more than it should. So, and it's just like the Georgia game. At the end of the day, they weren't good enough. They just weren't good enough to win. They got a lot of breaks against Arkansas. Arkansas did not play particularly well. But at the end, Carolina was just not good enough to win. That's the bottom yeah. line. And Stacy, uh, he said, uh, Gigi should not be punished. Uh, Paris should be for incompetence. How do you not get the ball in Gigi's hands on the last play? Again, I, I can't. I, I'm not in the locker room, and I, I, I have no direct line to – Coach Paris's um, play calling and brain, but what he said was, "We drew the play up for Gigi Jackson, but it didn't get to him." So, you know, you can, I get it. We can blame Coach Paris for a lot of stuff. He's head coach, but if he drew the play up and the ball didn't get to him, I, you know, who's who's is there is somebody at fault for that, or is that just really good defense? I mean, I'm sure Arkansas might have had a clue that Gigi Jackson was going to take the shot, right? I mean, that would be incompetence to think that anybody but him. Of course, I don't know. I'd let Chico Carter shoot more more times than not. The dude rarely misses from outside the arc. Draw up one that, for that, the game winner. How about Josh Gray's game Saturday? Who's been saying that guy's got potential? Yeah. So I'm not even a basketball guy. I'd like to see that. I'm saying that for two that. years. So the, 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 yeah. the, 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 the verdunculus. Yeah, I Verdunculus. It's verdunculus that he's playing over Josh Gray. <laughs> That's just verdunculus. Yeah, I, 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 just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um Paris says not too bad. Tiffany asking if I can do a Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Yeah, just let me let me get my voice right because it's all <laughs> I can do to say anything. Um JB mentions on another how about Gino Ariema crying about his point guard getting beat up and throwing a water bottle. The throwing. Oh, I, I'm sorry, little Lord Fauntroy. But you know what, man? I love stuff like that. When I see it, yeah. like I bring back Bob Knight. You know, the more chairs, the merrier. Like I, I, I love this stuff, man. I love. I'm. I, 
like coaches don't get pissed like they used to. We need pissed coaches back in the game. Like, I want to see more baseball coaches get tossed. A couple years ago when King got tossed, I sent him a text. I was like, dude, that was awesome. This is my team. I talked to my team, like when he was yelling at that umpire in Nashville. Like, we need more of that. I love that stuff. Yeah, show that passion. Show that passion. I I would think it would have been better if he would have, you know, hit the official in the head with that bottle or something. Like, it wouldn't have hurt. Yeah, Bieber got a 15-yard pass. See, I would have never known that Shane Beamer in his South Carolina career would get a 15-yard on sports and like penalty before Will Muschamp ever did, Steve Spurrier ever did, or Lou Holtz ever did. <laughs> I, is, that, is that true? I believe – I may be a little fuzzy on Holtz that first year, but I, I believe that's – because I know Will didn't get one until, gosh, year three because he, he got two – the last game he coached at Auburn, which is an epic Will Muschamp meltdown. It's yeah. the worst. It's worse than anything he did at Florida. I think he knew he was leaving. And he was just like, the hell with this. I'm going out in a blaze of glory. And it's funny because you see T-Rob there, like, dragging him off. And Gus Malzahn's just like, well, shoot, golly shucks. I didn't know this guy. I mean, you know. But, uh, yeah, and it, and it was two 15-yard uh, penalties. And, and Bama kicked a field goal, and, and it took it from a six-point lead to a nine-point lead. And then it, it, it didn't – I don't think it cost Auburn the game because Auburn wasn't good enough that year, right? But it was an epic meltdown. And he I, came I, back for more. He came back for more. I mean, after <laughs> after the first meltdown, then they kicked another – then Bama kicks another field goal, and then he comes back out for more. I almost wonder if, like, when, when – when Coach Muschamp became the head coach at Florida and became the head coach here, like he, in in trying to be the role model for your program, understandably so, kind of dialed it back. I almost wonder how much that really affected him. Like that that's not him, you know. He was he 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 was like if you want to let it fly, will let it fly. You know, I mean, if that's you and you you want your team to take on your personality like his defenses usually do, let it fly. He was very, very reserved in Carolina, and then I think that's kind of part of, you know, getting the getting the job. But, yeah, you know, yeah. so that that was he was a little more reserved. All right, I guess we got to hit another break, folks. Um, shout out to Express Sunrooms, uh, and don't forget Keith at the top of the hour. And I apologize for my voice again. We'll be back after these messages as the show rolls on. Hoo-hoo. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese, mmm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch Southern cuisine with an uptown twist. 
We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. Cock Nation. Do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. In the soul. Welcome back, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show is presented to you by Express Sundrums of Columbia. Give John and his team a call or shoot him an email, 803-446-4662 or John B at expresssunrooms.com to set up an appointment to talk about potentially enclosing a porch or patio for you. And, of course, first hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. I like JC, this uh, Ruin asking about pimento yeah. cheese here. Do you really uh, like the pimento cheese? <laughs> I, li- I like pimento cheese in general. I mean. Oh, yeah. Can't get it up here in Chicago. It's not very good. But that, like, there's a what's that stuff called? They got canceled because of something. I don't remember what exactly they did, but it's called Palmetto cheese. They make it on Pauly's Island. They didn't get um, canceled. They, yeah, they took it out of Costco for some reason. Oh well, it I was mean, Wagner. I, I, buy, I buy something about like, three of them a week. <laughs> something <laughs> happened. I can't. I can't get it out of state anymore. I used to get it in Nashville and all over. I'd go to like Costco and load up and. Mm, you know, I, yeah, for, yeah. For Zeno, I was like, oh, you know, yeah. do you like it or not? Nah, the, everything in Nana's Porch tastes good. Everything. Mm. So uh, yeah. that's a legit, mm, you know, so uh, mm. uh, I don't know. Um, other news, uh, to, Tommy, <laughs> Re- Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele. Mm, I think those are both upgrades for them for Alabama. Yeah. What do you think? You don't. Kevin you don't Steele. agree? Yeah, I from Pete Golding. I, I think so. You, you do make a good point there, and coaching Alabama talents, coaching Alabama talent. Uh, yeah, and he's been with Saban before. I think it's the third time working for Nick. Uh, Tommy Reese was an interesting hire, and, and I do think Tommy's a good play caller. I think we saw that in the bowl game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, finding matchup uh, matchups to exploit. Yeah, because Notre Dame was very masterful in finding. Okay, this guy hadn't played a whole lot. Let's go after him uh, on the field. 
Um, they did a really good job of that, I thought, in the bowl game. So, um, yeah, I like different because Reese is a Notre Dame lifer, so he's about to go. It's a different world working for Nick Saban than it is for for uh, Marcus Freeman. Well, what does um, that what does that Ryan, tell you, real Ryan quick? Kelly? Maybe. Huh? What does that What does that tell you, real quick? So he's a Notre Dame lifer. All right, he's uh, and clearly they just made a hire up there with Freeman, right? So so Freeman's a new head coach, one year in, and you're Reese. You, you're you're calling plays at your alma mater, but you're going to leave and go call plays at Alabama. Why? I think because – okay, so the Marcus Freeman thing at Notre Dame can go one of two ways. Either he's going to win and stay for a long, long time, or he's going to lose and get fired, and you're going to get thrown out with him. I think the latter – well, we'll see how they do this year, right? Uh, but they also had Sam Hartman coming in at quarterback, J.B. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like – I mean, Notre Dame's going to probably yeah. be top 5, 10 team next year. Um, but, but I think, too, uh, if you're at Alabama – Sometimes that jump to a head coaching job is a little bit easier. And if you're trying to hedge your bets and your dream is to coach at Notre Dame or in the Big Ten or have a big-time head coaching job, it's going to be a lot easier for you to do that at Alabama, from, go coming from Alabama either back to Notre Dame or somewhere else than it is to be there if things go bad or exceptionally good or they stay mediocre. Um, I, I think that's the logic probably there. But it wasn't interesting so, hire, and I think it also tells me Alabama's about to start running the football more again. Who are the last three OCs at Bama? O'Brien, Sark, Sark, and Sark, and Lane and Kiffin. Kiffin. Mm-hmm. All, all three who were rejuvenating their careers. Saban takes a different road this time with a kid who's building his. Now he's not he's not going to the Nick Saban School of Coaching Rehab. He's going to the career advancement school of Nick Saban, not the hey, help me get back on my feet like the rest of these cats. Yeah, and I, and I think when you watch Notre Dame's offense, uh they, they put That's it up steel this on the time. board. Steel. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Nick Saban's about to take back over that defense. That's a, that's what it I, my immediate thought was. Like, oh, Nick's going back. He's going to run the thing. He's just got to yeah, get Yeah, I think that's that's <laughs> interesting. But uh, with Tommy Reese, I think they're going to – I think I think Alabama's about to start. I mean, people don't – they'll have a new starter quarterback next year, but also you have Richard Young and Justice Haynes coming in at running back. Those two guys are special, uh, you know, freshman guys at that position. Their offensive line has a lot of people coming back, even though they lost some backups. And then, of course – uh, the infamous JV on Cohen. Uh, how many if you if you total up JV on Cohen's like schools he was committed to plus now his second school he's played at, he, he could end up at ten schools. Or, or it's, isn't he, with 10 isn't he the one that asked for like a half a million dollars and for saving to pay for his girlfriend's grad school? Or I'm something? pretty sure it was him. JC Saul corrected me. Uh, Dable <laughs> was offensive coordinator after Kiffin. And before oh, Sark, Ryan that's Dayton. right. Because mm-hmm. Sark, well, kind of. Yeah. yeah, well, because Sark called the championship game, then went to the Falcons, and then Dable was there for 2017. Dable yeah, was quite right. good. Dable was quite good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, uh, 
I don't know. Uh, Tiffany says it's a South Carolina show, but JC is connected as they come. The U has to replace their DC and OC. Any smoke about replacements? Well, they have Charlie Strong already there. I would just, I would give it to Charlie um, if he's willing to take it. Uh, OC, your guess is as good as mine because no matter what they've done down there, it's sucked bad. And there's no excuse for sucking on offense if you're the University of Miami. But they, they seem to want to still marry this old-timey Dennis Erickson-style offense with, with their personnel, and it doesn't work. I would go, if I were them, who goes extremely fast like like Tennessee did, and I would I – would, because they're always going to have speed in Miami, right? It makes no sense to line up in the eye mm-hmm. and try to play that way. Uh, I would go – I would make the other team puke. Uh, honestly, that would go as fast as I possibly could down there. That's just my opinion. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would agree with that. So, so anyway. Whatever. Uh, now, this, this is, well, this is why John this – Ruiz wants. Sorry. Well, this is – yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is why this, this program is quickly a- approaching elite status. Uh, Tiffany, if we had to rank the best uh, – the, the, the best interaction or, or the best fan or whatever, best audience member. I, I, Tiffany's got a – she's got a, a, a very much so increasing shot at being ranked number one here. She just dropped the whatever happened to the Brian Van Gorder. Uh, I I think – well, she spelled it brain, but uh, I think he's coaching brain. high school football. Um, he – I know the last he had been at Bowling Green. Remember, he was at Louisville for like a year, and then he went to Bowling Green, and then he was gone. I think he's coaching high school football somewhere. I've heard that, but I don't know where. Yeah, he was a guy. Man, he was like the hottest name in the country at one point in time, or one of them. And then He was in South Carolina 30 30 hours. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Brad Van Gorder messed up. He he got anxious. Sometimes when you take jobs, you you should not take. Um, He he took the Georgia Southern job and then tried to rearrange things down there, and that did not work. Not at all. Uh, (laughs) And then he's with the Falcons as a linebacker's coach. And then he comes to South Carolina for 30 days. He's back uh, with the Falcons as D.C. Gets fired there. Comes to Auburn for a year. Uh, was yeah, it Notre way, Dame? He, he is in high school now. I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah, down in Florida at a private school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Heritage. That, um, Have you heard of that, J.C.? American Heritage uh, School? In, in Plantation? Yeah. Yep, yep. He, he was at Gulf Shores in Alabama. Gulf Shores. Yeah. That'd be IE. Yeah, he went to the beach house after his bowling green stint. Yeah. That's what that uh but yeah, man. I mean, this guy has been um all over the place. Uh, you know, was really, really good at Georgia. I think he had some moments at Notre Wait a Dame second. too. This picture but, of him from the Jets can't be real. With the mustache and the the porn fro and all this stuff. This is no dude, way. He, yeah, dude, that's his look. Man. This has gotta be yeah, yeah. hold on. Oh my god! You can't, you can't not <laughs> Van, Van Gorder's look. That's, That's like he's the there to right there. Like he's there to fix. Oh, like, he's, like he's there to fix the cable. Bill, can he's you there to fix the cable? The yep, I am pulling that up right now. <laughs> you can take me off of it if you want to. This is there's no, no way. Be, there we are. 
it's got to be the. It's got. Yes. <laughs> Dude, that's gorgeous. That that is glorious. Yes, that is he is. He's coming picture. to fix the cable while your wife is there at home. He's got his tool belt. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Don't mind what you want. Would you like? Would, would, you, would, you, would you like some lemonade? Oh, that is. Yeah. Oh my god. No, <laughs> I just need to. Somebody, JC, send Tiffany a Bucky's hat or something for her uh, make, taking this thing to the next level. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got some. I got your address now, Tiffany. I'll, I'll definitely send you something. Don't give uh, Van Gorder her address. Oh, I love this, Ryan Peterson. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, my band screams, I blitz. I blitz. <laughs> it's gold. Love it. <laughs> those, of, those of you asking about Dante Reno uh, changing schools, yes, he's he's tra- changing schools. I think I talked to Brian Doan the other day. It has something to do with him being able to uh, enroll early. And uh, <clears throat> so that's happened. I'm sorry. Easy the Goat says Brinkley, Brinkley's son to see if we're going to go all in on him. We need three or four edge type players in this class. I agree. I don't know. I, I need to ask about him. I haven't heard much about him. I thought he would have been been a no brainer because he's. I mean, he's I, good, and he's he's Jasper's kid. I mean, I don't know what the holdup is on him. They live in Texas, right? The Brinkley. They do, but South Carolina recruits Texas as much as they've ever had. Now you know, right? I don't. Yeah. Uh, but but Jap, Jap's kid is kind of a tweener guy. Uh, you, you don't really know if he's going to be a linebacker or an edge. Um, get him a lot like Casper maybe. So so I get it if they're waiting to bring him to camp, but I tell you if they do bring him to camp and they offer with Beamer here, I, I think they'll have a good shot at, at landing him without question. Um I just he's not a he's a guy I expected to hear more about at this point, to be honest. Uh yeah. but of course there is a wave of twenty twenty four recruiting stuff happening. We didn't even mention Mazio Bennett at the top of the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just got he, lost he, in he the other committed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. that's right. Another yeah. good, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I guess Blake Franks, Kelvin Hunter, and uh, Josiah Thompson are like the three on deck from the state. And then if Carolina gets all three of those, they're they're pretty much done in state recruiting for twenty twenty four already. Well, and J- JC, you know, one of the things that Phil um, Phil and I mentioned on Friday was the last two years under Coach Beamer. June has June and July have been head ringing months with commitment, 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 commitment. I mean, you're getting a welcome home seemingly every ten minutes. It felt like we're months from June, and this this they could have seven or eight, nine, ten commitments maybe before you get there. And we know that they've designed their summer camps and stuff just to ring the bell constantly. I mean, we could get to football season and have a boatload of kids in this class. I would not put it past them for that to happen. And as you mentioned, a lot of this, if you can hang on to them, would be wrapped up pretty early. Yeah, and I think it's good to build that base and uh, get everything, um, you know, squared away and, and, and rocking and rolling and good to go. I think, as Beaver says, it starts in state. Uh, you're not going to be as good as you could be at South Carolina without getting – you know, the your share and more of the in-state talent. Um, but then you also look at it, two four-stars from Georgia, and, you know, Dante Reno is kind of the, the Pied Piper of the class, and you want that out of your quarterback. Um, 
you know, it's, it's rank six in the country right now, probably will move on up. And, you know, you, you want to stack talent on top of talent on top of talent. And then I think that every year, and I, and I do take exception, Andrew Urban's from 24-7 uh, did make a comment that I think requires a little more research on his part. Uh, he mentioned how, oh, in 2021, worst recruiting class ever, signed in the SEC ever because of the rankings. Never mind, you know, nobody's thinking about the dang uh, formula, right? I mean, I was there when they created the formula, okay? It's designed to say if you don't have any five stars and you don't have any four stars, which I don't think they did, and then transfers that year did not count, okay, and you signed less than 15 guys, your class is going to rank below because it's it's on a curve. Everything's on a curve, right, where your mm-hmm. higher-rated guys count more. It's a completely disingenuous comment if you watch the video on Big Spurs. Well, no, they signed like 15 guys. No, they didn't. They signed 10 out of high school. And uh, in 2021, I'll remind everybody. So so you tell me if you think, because when you're talking about the worst recruiting class in the history of the SEC, and you say that at the beginning, uh, you must be Nostradamus, okay? Must be Nostradamus. Um, So you tell me T.J. Sanders isn't a good player. Uh, Omega Blake hadn't left yet. He's still got a chance. Juju McDowell's in this class. Colby Fields went to LSU. I mean, he, he wasn't that bad. Nick Barrett. He's coming along pretty well. You have some other guys that hit the portal. John Darius Morgan is still there. Um, and you really only had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten high school guys in the entire class. Rest were JUCOs and portal guys. And they didn't count them. So, so that rank ranking's BS. My point is 2021, they did the best they could. And you also had Debo Williams, Jordan Strong, Paul, David Spalding, Amarian Brown, uh, Zeb Nolan, Carlos Patel, B.J. Gibson, uh, all in the portal that year. So you got some good players. So I took exception with that. But the rest of his point was 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 valid because he said, well, then they signed a better class the next year and then the next year, and you're stacking talent on top of talent. That's what you have to do. Uh, I fell for 2023. Uh, the the idea was sign more blue chip guys out of high school. Not you don't have to sign as many as they did for it to be a success, in my opinion. But sign more blue chip guys, uh, and lo and behold, they did. Well, now you go to twenty twenty four. I think recruiting a, a class that's you know dominate the state, win your battles out of state, and 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 increase that blue chip number again. Uh, and I think they're well on their way, guys. I mean, five commits. Uh, you have a guy that's going to be a five-star. You have two four-stars uh, out of Georgia. You got Mazio Bennett, the top receiver. You know, one of the things that need to ha- needs to happen around here, Carolina needs to start getting the top receivers from the state again because that's been something that's escaped them. Well, here you go. Here's the guy, and he's in. He's from Greenville High School. Um, and then a strong-arm quarterback who, you know, may have as good of an arm as anybody in the country. So this five-person class – you know, and you build it out at seven, eight, nine, like Jamie mentioned. Uh, by the time May gets here, uh, that's a hell of a start. And yeah. I, I think there's just so much enthusiasm now with a lot of these guys. And I talked too long there. I apologize. Well, there's enthusiasm about uh, Phil's brother Keith because he's coming up next. They look literally exactly like Phil Domer. <laughs> That's right. oh, and, and, and Garrett, Garrett, these these fourth and fifth rated recruits in South Carolina, 
I have no idea who's doing this or who's deciding this. I mean, it's composite, so it's around the in industry. But Troy Stevens is 160 pounds, okay? Uh, I like Trayvon Dunbar a lot, but he's also super, super small, okay? Um, so I don't know the answer as to why Dunbar and Stevenson are ranked higher. I mean, who, who did Stevenson get an offer from? What was the big name school that went and offered him? Uh, I have no uh, idea. I, I know, well, I know. I think Notre Dame has offered him. Um, well, Notre Dame offered him should not mean a damn thing. In no. my LSU's I, I, offered him. I know Penn I State offered him, but how many of these are Carolina offered him? legit? I, I just uh, there's a reason South Carolina has not gone on him. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, you know everybody else is welcome to their opinion. Maybe he ends up being a great player, but uh, I'm going with Tory and Gray over all these guys. When it comes to D bags. Sorry. So we got to get a break. My bad. All right. We'll be right back. Hour two coming up. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more. They sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the Lowcountry. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me. JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter, at Mayor Taylor, and find her online at mckellarenterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. <laughs> You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Chicken's got some racial spurs, spurs, spurs. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who's born to crow. Well, I bet you wonder when, when you win a lost a step or two. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John a call, 803-446-4662, to set up an appointment to talk about what he can do to bring some sunshine into your home. And we are joined now by Keith Alsup of Locked on the Gamecocks for now. About to be Gamecock Pod Daily and Gamecock Pod Live on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. Welcome in, fellow Domer Keith. Hey, guys. I didn't realize um, today we would be joined by Alvin and the, it would be Alvin and the Chipmunks. 
that I would be joining. The chipmunk. Oh, I, 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 I saw JC with a Bucky's uh, hoodie on. That's a I went all, all, we went point. all in on the gear, yeah. man. We, we, we <laughs> get all in on the gear. Did you, did you get a brisket sandwich? Yes. Uh, heading down, I did. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, going back, I, uh, I did. I did as well. <laughs> and, uh, also, ate, also it would have been, um, remiss, been remiss to pass up on another brisket sandwich. Also, also <laughs> ate at the be- Beacon in Spartanburg while I was in Spartanburg. Oh. That was that was Call crazy. It out. Call it. I, I ran into like chili cheese and plenty. Walking. I met walking. I met my mom there. Right, she came over from Greenville. And met that's where you met your there. mother. I mean, for the first time, that's where you met your mom at the Beacon. <laughs> Yeah, she uh, put her legs up on top of the gigantic chili oh, no. pot uh-uh. in the stirrups and dropped me out into the chili pot. And that's why I came into the world. God, I came out going, Kyle, it. Yeah, that's right. it? If, if you were breached, that wouldn't have been the first time you'd worn a beaver hat. There, nah, I, actually, I actually ran into my buddy, Kevin uh, Clary. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard me talk about my like older friend and you know, the, the older dude in college. Uh, he was like 24. We were like 21. And so we're always like, Kevin Clare's 175 years old. <laughs> and uh, so I happened to be in town and I had to be given at the same time I was. It was amazing. Uh, and no, Jan, I didn't make it to Ike's. It was a real quick trip in and out. We were kind of time, you know. And, and I wanted Nat to see the beacon because Wade's is closed for some reason on um, Saturdays. So. Well, anyway, there you go. And y'all went to Gatlinburg. I mean, this turned into a nice little trip for you. Well, you know, shave three three hours in the worst part of that drive off. The worst part of that drive is in between I forty between, yeah, uh, Pigeon Forge and Asheville. Uh, that's the worst part of the whole drive from Chicago down there. So, yeah, we did. So it was a lot of fun. Anyway, Keith, welcome in, man. <laughs> yeah, um, we so we talked about Gigi Jackson's comments, and I guess we're gonna. Roll that right over, over the top and, and get your take on that. I'm sure you have an opinion. Um, what say you about the uh, Instagram live gate uh, after the game? Well, I think he's, you know, he's definitely frustrated. He's 18. And he's playing for a guy that's now blown two SEC win opportunities. Like, Yes, this is a historically bad roster, but at Georgia, you had a double-digit lead, okay? Coaching is the most relevant when the talent is comparable or the games are close, all right? And and so we don't need to relitigate that, but the last minute and 19 seconds of – the Arkansas game, Lamont Paris showed every critic and everybody watching that game why he should not be the coach at the University of South Carolina because it was coaching malpractice. There are these things that teams practice beginning in October, now the 1st of October, called end-of-game situations, time and score situations, okay? You have plays for everything. Hey, what if we're down by two with 
four seconds to go and we got two timeouts. Well, we probably want to throw it to the seven foot, 270 pound guy on the other side of mid court and immediately call timeout and then be able to uh, have a chance to run a play and get a catch, one dribble and shoot, or maybe we throw it up again to the seven foot, 270 pound guy at the rim. Um, all right, so with a minute 25 to go, South Carolina took had the lead, 63-62. Arkansas came down and immediately scored. I mean, the guy was – a chair might as well have been gardening, okay? Then my man, Musselman, whose wife is a double five-star, calls timeout. So And it's a TV timeout. So Lamont Paris with 119 to go. He gets almost four minutes to talk about what they're going to do during the last minute and 19 seconds, what they're going to do on that possession, what are we going to do, make or miss, what are we going to run. They come out and they run a play. Uh, side screen and roll, and G.G. Jackson acted like he had never set a screen in his life. I mean, you have to be clear on that. You, Quite frankly, that should be one of your favorite plays that you're running. It should be something you've ran at the end of practice so many times it's muscle memory. Instead, it was a horrible play and a turnover because G.G. Jackson just hopped out of the way right into the guy while G.G. was still dribbling. So there's that. Josh Gray makes a great play at the rim, causes the guy to miss. They come down and with 33 seconds to go, Michi launches about a 29-footer. He almost hit it. Missed. 25.1 seconds to go. Uh, South Carolina fouls. They still have uh, three timeouts left. They didn't decide to freeze the shooter with a timeout, which they could have. That's okay. They missed the one and one. Michi dribbles to half court. They call timeout. Now they have two timeouts left with 19 points five seconds to go and they're still down by one point you don't need a three but you want the so they come out and josh gray gets the outlet and so the way it's drawn up it's kind of like a two one two set up and hayden brown is in the middle of the floor michi's in the deep left corner and gg jackson's in the deep right corner G.G. Jackson never moved. I'm pretty sure if a play would have been for him, he probably would have moved. So Michi runs up. They can't get it to him. Uh, Josh Gray, he had slid up into the middle. Hayden Brown had kind of taken Michi's place. And he makes a great backdoor cut. And the announcer said it was a really tough look. 
it was not contested on the other side of the rim. Okay. But he missed it. Like I've seen him miss at least a dozen times. Okay. So neither one of your best two players touch it there. I don't know why. Again, to me, it's probably something that they were just running for the first time. So, but you still got two timeouts. You foul Arkansas. They hit one, and they split the one and one. You call timeout immediately with 2.2 seconds to go. And so now you still have one timeout. So now you want to throw it to the seven-foot, 270-pound guy who's bigger than anybody Arkansas's got and probably have him immediately call timeout in front of your bench. Well, I guess they hadn't practiced any of that because Lamont Paris has to burn both timeouts. So now you've got 2.2 seconds to go the length of the floor and get a shot with no timeouts. And you know what? They got it to Josh Gray, but then they couldn't get it to anybody else and he had to shoot a three. So... Why the hell didn't you save a timeout, throw it to Josh Gray, call timeout, and like I said, it's 2.2, maybe there's 1.5 to 1.7 seconds. You could even get a catch and maybe two dribbles and a shot in that amount of time. And good teams – end-of-game situations, it's just they know them like the back of their hand. This team, this coach looked lost. I mean, out in uh, like Naked and Afraid or whatever that show is, lost. I mean, lost. And that's two games, Lamont Paris, to me, it's on him. Granted, he doesn't have great players. But when you do have Josh Gray, who had a career game and who is getting better and is a guy that I've always been high on, and you have Gigi Jackson and Michi Johnson, you ought to be able to get something better than what they got during that sequence, which I just thought was god-awful. And I'm just throwing those notes away. All right, so let, let, let's separate the apples and the oranges here real quick uh, because I there, you've hit on a lot of stuff here. So first first of all, Keith, you said something that I, I, I've said this a lot this year, and this is I say this without a ton of insight and knowledge, so I want to make sure that everybody always understands that this is an opinion and it's a very loose opinion because I don't really know, but, but it has appeared often, as I have spoken with those who know more than I do about – the the great game of basketball that this this team is just not well coached and it's not just this game or two two games like you mentioned I've seen it a lot this year when they were here in Charleston in the classic we watched teams do workarounds the Gamecocks you know a bunch of guys um they can move the ball they got the ball off the floor pass 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 take a good shot hit it and Carolina just continuously looked lost what are the reasons for that is it because there's a bunch of guys that have never played together? Is it because of coaching? I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it. I don't know. So that's that's the apples in this basket. But the oranges, though, are in the other basket, which is reverting back to uh, JC's question, which was 
you know, with what Gigi said. My my personal feel on this, Keith, with uh, with Gigi, I, like I don't agree with it, but I don't agree with it for this reason, because this program has a long way to go, and we all know what happens when these th- types of things get out into the public. They take on a life of their own. You get water cooler talk. You get barstool sports. You get some station out in Seattle that picks it up, and nobody ever knows the real story because that's how America works. They read the headlines. Gigi Jackson turns into a, a prima donna. South Carolina base basketball is trash, and then the rest is history. And and that's where I stand on it. I'm like, I, I don't want not just Gigi. I don't want to see any kid doing things like this because the headlines are what take over, and there's no context that comes with that. Does that make sense? JB, I totally agree. Uh, but Gigi Jackson also talked about how much he loved his teammates. Absolutely. Uh, and how that's committed my point. He was to the program. How you're, that he you're, you're is making even considering point. coming back. Right. But here's the thing in the world in which we live today, I mean, like that kid, he has somebody running his social media platforms during games. Right. Okay. He has a market, whether it's somebody in his family or whoever, he has a marketing team. I mean, hell, Nicholas Harbor had a marketing team that basically tried to convince him to go to Oregon, at least somebody in that marketing team. And in the world of social media, like I'm with you, I'm old school, okay? You keep it in the locker room. But these kids, they don't think that because – they're basically committed to themselves and their brand because they play hundreds of AAU basketball games that are all meaningless. Well, that's true. There's nobody crying or laying on the floor at the end of an AAU game. That's a great point. Dude, that's okay. When Duke and North Carolina used to play or NC state or, you know the 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 Gamecocks uh, under under McGuire and and Fogler. You know, remember when I think Melvin Watson missed that shot nit shot. Uh, yeah, man, was it, he game? was he was devastated, right? And I just don't think we see that anymore. I mean, even after the biggest NBA games, which is the best basketball in the world, whether people, you know, some demographics don't like it, and that's okay, but it is. Ten seconds after the game, unless it's LeBron who lays on the floor like he got beat to death with a baseball bat at the end of the Celtics game and laid on the floor – for four and a half minutes, wondering why he didn't get a call. Outside of that, five seconds after the horn goes off, guys are smiling and hugging. Even the guys that lose, they're laughing and smiling and talking to the winners. We we never used to see that. By the way, great uh, shot to, to bring me in with the 87 South Carolina Clemson game. Uh, here's a little factoid. It's the first time South Carolina and Clemson ever played at night. And I was there, and it was colder than the well digger's ass. 
Kind of like JC. That was yeah. the was the first night uh, first so night you, game you in the history. Game. I remember the room talking. Uh, Ron, I think Ron Franklin and Kevin Kiley called that game. It, it, that is correct. I think. Ron, I think I still have a DVD of that somewhere. I watched it on the big Not screen. Not a DVD. I'm sorry. Uh, a VHS. From the Nana Sports chat box, Matthew, you ask about Taka Hemingway NIL deal. I I, I think he does have one with uh, the other uh, other collective. Just to kind of clear that up. Um, well, Keith uh, Maceo Bennett adds another uh, big time in state recruit uh, to uh, the 2024 Gamecock class. Uh, I lived in some condos right beside Serene Stadium. I know what's around Serene Stadium. I know what's around Greenville High. I know what the influence is there. It's not garnet and black, even though their colors are red and black. Um, I, I think the Gamecocks are getting Blake Franks, too. What does that say about the Gamecocks in-state recruiting momentum with the staff uh, under Shane Beamer that, uh, you know, they got Mazio. I know they, they didn't have to beat Clemson, Mazio, uh, but – Franks has a Clemson offer. Um, your thoughts about that? I don't know why. I mean, why would you take that kid from Greenville this year? I mean, maybe because they know they can't get Mazio, right? Like his sister works in the with Jessica Jackson uh, in the recruiting department in South Carolina. Maybe that's why, because they knew they couldn't get him. But he's a lot better than that guy. Um, I think it's huge. Uh, as far as Blake Franks goes, to me, that's the one to really put an asterisk by if that happens. And I just think, you know, you had Robbie Caldwell there for a long time and no offense against Thomas Austin. I'm sure he's a good coach and I had great respect for him as a player at Clemson. But Lonnie Teasley, Lonnie Teasley is a secret weapon uh, when it comes to offensive line recruiting. Yeah. And you have the combination of both Teasley and Greg Adkins, who's still there, with Dowell Loggins, who's a likable guy with a lot of NFL coaching experience. And I think for the first time since the Spurrier era, we're going to see a cycle this cycle where South Carolina beats Clemson on multiple players. Okay. You already beat them on Cam Pringle. If you beat them on Blake Franks, that's another one. Josiah Thompson. Okay. I don't know if they're going to go on Kelvin Hunter or not. He's a huge Gamecock lead as well. And a guy that's a big time safety, a little undersized, but still at 5'11". 180 is really good, and I'm I'm really fired up about it. Yeah, this staff is collectively what they're doing. You know what's amazing is when you when you listen to a lot of the staffers talk, a lot of the coaches who are actually recruiting, they all kind of sound the same. You know, like, if you ever notice that, Jody Wright and Lonnie Teasley and now Coach Loggins and, I mean, Step and, and uh, um, 
who am I, who am I, Sterling Lucas, and just a lot of these. When you listen to them talk, there, there's not a. I wouldn't call them big personalities. I'd call them big people. Like they're they're very connected in the conversation that they're having. I think Shane knows exactly what he's looking for when it comes to recruiting, and uh, and a lot of these guys have a lot of similarities when it comes to relating with a with a kid and his parents and his families and all the different people you got to interact with to recruit these days. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. There's great synergy uh, with this staff, and I think now, really, you only have the one Yankee and Pete Limbo, and Pete Limbo. Yeah. He's the outlier. Is, yeah. He, he's the biggest probably personality of all of them. Uh, and there's no better coach in America at what they do than Pete Limbo. Yeah. Nobody gets better buy-in. Nobody uh, has the diversity of packages. There's no unit offensively or defensively in the country better coached than South Carolina special teams. That's just a fact. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're outstanding. What do we, we have, uh, Phil, what do we have? 1230 on Keith? 1230. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Hey, so I would like to comment on Gino slamming the water bottle. yeah, we we're about to get to you yeah. on the on the women's game. First of all, you know what South Carolina get, continues to do on the women's side of, of hoops, and then also, if you don't mind, uh, fill us in on what you've got coming soon with uh, locked on the Gamecocks. Uh, well, definitely. So, number one, if Dawn Staley walks out on the floor at Stores, Connecticut, and slams a water bottle, she's getting run. Any other coach in America would have automatically been ejected. Okay, I think that official, number one, that crew was god-awful. Number two, South Carolina could not have played a worse first half. At halftime, Aaliyah Boston and Zia Cook are combined 0 for 13 from the field. No made field goals, and the game is tied. Gino knew an ass-whipping was coming, okay? Everybody wants to talk about Aaliyah Edwards and versus Aaliyah Boston, and Aaliyah Edwards is just as good as Aaliyah Boston. Number one, Aaliyah Boston, I don't think, guarded her one possession, okay, uh, she guarded uh, Dorka Uhas, who was two for nine from the field in 38 minutes and had five points. Uh, Aaliyah Boston was double and triple teamed every possession, and she put her team on her back in the second half and scored 23 points on eight of 11 from the field and five of six from the free throw line. And hit a dagger three that put the Gamecocks up by 10 and essentially sealed it before they called that weak sauce technical on uh, Cardoso, who also had a great game. She played big, six of nine from the field, five of six from the free throw line, 17 points, 11 rebounds. 
And then Gino gets pissed off about Nika Mule, who's his point guard. Well, dude, Raven Hollywood Johnson played 36 minutes. Like, she played every minute of that game after she entered in the first quarter for Kiara Fletcher. All she did on the biggest stage in the biggest game she's ever played in was lead her team to victory by scoring 14 points, by playing great defense, and by having seven assists and zero turnovers Yeah, in 36 minutes. Okay, Aaliyah Edwards, yes, she scored 25 points against Victoria Saxton and against Cardoso because they played off. And she was never double teamed one time the entire game, single coverage, because Dawn Staley said, uh, you're not beating me from three. Gino said they have to hit at least 10 three-pointers to beat South Carolina. They only got six attempts in the entire game from three. So that tells you where the focus of the game plan was. Aaliyah Boston, guys, is double and triple teamed on every possession and is the entire focal point of every opponent's defensive game plan. And she's still a walking double-double and against ranked opponents for her career, I think she averages 19 and 12. Yeah, it's unbelievable. By the way, you mentioned turnovers. How about this number, six? That's all that South Carolina had as a team on the road against the top five program in UConn. With that 15,000 people yelling, Dawn's, Dawn's they had a white basketball. Yeah. I thought we might have been at Penn State for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how about this stat? Gino Ariema, the legendary recruiter. Now, look, let's face it. UConn's best two players did not play. Paige Beckers and AZ Fudd. Uh, AZ has battled injuries. Paige, uh, you know, tore ACL uh, in the preseason. She's out. So it's still the first time South Carolina has ever won at UConn, and they get to exercise that demon of missing like three layups at the end of regulation that would have won the game and then losing in overtime when Paige Beckers threw up about a 25-footer at the end of the shot clock that hit the back of the rim and bounced up above the backboard, way above the backboard, and went in. Mm -hmm. So, um, but a great win. And so now on Super Bowl Sunday, Stanford lost again, their third loss. ESPN, 2 o'clock, the only two undefeated teams in the country, the only two female coaches in the country with multiple national championships, number one versus number two, sold out Colonial Life Arena, South Carolina, LSU, class versus no class. Dawn Staley versus the trailer park lady. I can't wait. Little Miss Muffet. Going up. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. By the way, who who's your pick for the Super Bowl? Chiefs, Eagles. 
Man. You going with Don? You going with Don's Eagles? I mean, I really don't have a dog in the hunt. I'm, I would be thrilled for both organizations to win it. Thrilled for Jalen Hurts. You know, when he they drafted in the second round, everybody graded the pick as an F and, you know, heaped cow dung all over it and said he'll never play. He's a running back or whatever. But, I mean, how, how can you root against Andy Reid and the Chiefs? I mean, Andy Reid, if the Chiefs get this one, I mean, they're, they're not going anywhere. I mean, I know everybody calls Belichick the GOAT. But over the course of the next three to four years, if the Chiefs get a couple more, you got to really consider Andy Reid doing it uh, with multiple franchises. I mean, hell, hell, he went to the Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb, who completed about 52%. Yeah. And everything he's gone through personally is just amazing. Right. That he's I mean, still the personal out. tragedies. I mean, hell, I just love seeing him when he was like 14 in the punt, pass, and kick competition you ever seen that video uh, they got everybody lined up and there's andy reed who's about a foot taller and probably 70 pounds heavier than anybody else out there in the punt pass and kick competition we'll have to check that out <laughs> so hey so real quick i mentioned it last week because of that other network deal and jb i know we talked about it off the air we're rebranding. Uh, we will go live with Gamecock uh, Pod Live on February 15th. But the rebranding will officially begin that week on Monday the 13th. Uh, my show will become known as Gamecock Pod Daily. And then on Wednesday, right after your show, uh, the for the first show, we got Michael W. Bratton that will be live streamed on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. My man Chris Payne has generously offered to also sponsor our chat box. And then on the 22nd of February, we'll have 24-7 Sports National College football writer Brad Crawford joining the show. So we're trying to trying to line up uh, guests and, and promote. Hopefully we can get some carryover and some synergy. And after you guys sign off, guys that don't want uh, to stop listening to Gamecock Sports won't have to. And just flip YouTube channels and there will be. Wonderful. Can't wait. Looking just on Wednesday, it. though. That will... And, and it'll still go up in podcast form. That was always my free show. And so, you know, with the rebranding and everything else, we're just trying to make some big things happen in 2023 like the Gamecocks are. Yep. National champions coming up in baseball, uh, going to the playoffs in football. Uh, and um, the uh, track team is uh, also going to win a national championship this year. So looking forward to the next few months. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sweet. All right, Keith, thanks, man. 
Hey, JC, Good. get better, man. Get uh, get some uh, honey yeah. uh, t- and uh, hot Great tea too. with some honey and lemon and, uh, you know, maybe a little Mr. John Daniels. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know brother, his brother, Jack. Jack. I know yeah, his brother, Jack, pretty well. Well, yeah. I, I would, you know, call him Jack, but when you know him as long as I have, call him John. John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, Keith. <laughs> Keith. Keith. And on that note, right. everybody, we're going to take a break and we'll see you right back after these messages. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right. Even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blend. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Freshman All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to The Show with JC and Phil. Monday afternoon. Welcome back inside the game. Cox, the show is powered by our friends and your friends at Electric Bikes of Charleston in the Low Country. They will service you and sell you from anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Venton, Velotric, Magnum, Electric Bikes, they're all there and they're fantastic. Up to 28 miles per hour, 60 miles. And But remember, it's not like you're just buying a moped. 
That's that's not what we're saying here. You can basically turn it into one, though, if you need to. The longer the ride and you feel like you're not going to be able to make it home, that's why you buy an electric bike. And nobody knows more about them than the fine folks at Electric Bikes. Charleston Michelle and her staff are just absolutely unbelievable. And their selection is even more unbelievable. And their prices are incredible. And the service is beyond all of that. So make sure that you find them at electricbikescharleston.com. Electricbikescharleston.com. Powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. And I want to remind everybody real quickly, real quick as well. I uh, had another person ask me this weekend. I know it's happening to all of you. We all get into the spring. We get through the holidays. Then you got the spring cleaning coming up. And then you realize your kids have banged up the walls. And then you realize you need a painter. And that's why you need to call a couple of painters. Because guess what? They also will go anywhere in the state of South Carolina. So if you head to their Facebook page, you'll see a ton of their uh, projects that they've done. They can stain. They can paint. They can do the outdoors. They can do the indoors, the fence, the deck, the walls, the kids' room, your Gamecock man cave. Garnet, black, garnet, whatever colors you want your wall. A couple of painters. They are also Gamecock owned and operated, just like uh, just like pretty much everybody else we work with around here. Sinorama, Electric Bikes of Charleston, and so on and so forth. So if you need a painter, instead of asking your neighbor, let us be your neighbor. That's who you need to call. A couple of painters head to uh, to Facebook, and you can find them there. And much, much more. Uh, all right. It's uh, 1243, guys. Um, so, JC, I know that your voice is struggling. You got 17 minutes to go. Phil, let's push him through it here. That's we, right. ac- ac- According to the elite sports writer, John Whittle, of OneTheBigSpur.com, uh, we're finally more than likely going to get some news this week on what fans have been often referencing as the 1110 Project. <laughs> I know off off the air – we have all spoken about this at length. We we understand much of what's going on. Finally, it looks like the public is going to hear some of this as well. What are what are what are you hearing behind the scenes? Or what can what else can you kind of provide in context? Uh, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like the power of Tony Morrell as to why it's called eleven ten. He was just asking his questions throughout one day. He's like, "Is this ten out of ten or a scale of one to ten? How would you rate it?" He's like, eleven out of 10. So everybody started saying 11-10, and people thought it was a date, like, oh, 9-11, something like that. Uh, no, it's 11 you know, is it going to be November 10th, that kind of thing? And, and I, I kind of thought it would be announced, though. You know, I thought it would be out by now. Around that point in time. But uh, I, I don't want to get into too many details about it because there's, there's, some, um, there's just some stuff I can't talk about with can regards you, can to Can you paraphrase right for those that have no idea? Just paraphrase basically what it is. It is a a deal that will bring a lot of money to the University of South Carolina uh, without a lot of uh, money invested. How about that? A a facility situation, correct? It'll impact facilities. It'll impact... Uh, the city of Columbia, it'll, it, 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 it's a game-changing type deal. And uh, un, unlike like maybe in a Vista, uh, we remember that project didn't go so swiftly. Um, unlike in a Vista, this is, uh, this is more private sector funds and uh, private dollars and things of that nature that will um, – uh, yeah, and just wait to see it. I mean, I, I think it's going to fundamentally transform, uh, I think, not only the day-to-day 
around Columbia, but the game day experience at uh, Williams Bryce basketball uh, and then uh, Founders Park um, and, and South Carolina is uniquely situated. Uh, I think, um, or I know uh, to have something like this, given the size of the city, you know, available space needs that type of thing. So you just have to wait and see uh, on that. I, I can't answer any questions else about it. Chat boxers. Uh, Tiffany says, no, my dream of them putting a lazy river in at the football ops building is not happening right now. <laughs> but they'll have enough money to do it if they want. No water park. Saw, well, no, I always <laughs> saw Columbia. Like, all right, so uh, Spurrier and those guys were having trouble with, with summer visits because kids would go to Chapel Hill where it's beautiful in the summer. You know, they'd go to Clemson where you got the big lake. It's vacation, you know. They go to Columbia, it's 98 degrees, you're in the middle of a city, students aren't on campus, so the life is just, I mean, you guys have been to Columbia in the summer. You guys, have, I've lived in Columbia in the summer. I actually enjoyed it. It was kind of peaceful. I, me but, too. But it was dead. I mean, it was dead. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, you know, so so I always thought, well, hey, here's what you do. You talk about all these bells and whistles, South Carolina, that they need a lazy river and a water park. You know, a lot of many clubs is going to have a slide. You know, you could have a lazy river and your guys after the workout, you can, hey, you get in the lazy river, just like, yeah. So, anyway, that, that was always my idea. Well, of a, of a, in of a fairness, though, Columbia has a lazy river because I floated the Congaree <laughs> too many times <laughs> to count. And if they would just you know, create some type of uh, of uh, shuttle service from the facility. Let's let's see. Matter of fact, I'll see Shane tomorrow night. He's going to be at a at a uh, event here in Charleston. I'll tell him when I see him. Shane, you need to get a shuttle going up to the zoo and drop the team in with the rafts. And there's your lazy river. Just pick them up at the Rosewood boat landing. They'll be sober. I promise. <laughs> Do you, do you float your cooler in a separate tube? That's my that's my question. But that's right. We got to check no, the DHEC signs for the day before yeah, you do we're, that. We're, uh, we're, we're we're glad we stay, stayed in Gatlinburg, by the way, because we're we're planning a vacation. The kids, we took the kids to Myrtle Beach, and it was just kind of a disaster because um, never let your friends book accommodations when you commit to going somewhere on vacation for a week, and they're like, "Oh, it's fabulous, man." It's fabulous. It's two bedroom, three bedroom sleeps sleeps eight. Don't never never listen to that. Sleeps eight, because it doesn't. It sleeps. I mean, eight on top of everybody else. Yeah, it's great. And somebody's got to sleep on the fold out, which I thought I was going to break because it was rusted in Ocean Lakes for a week. The two kids, teenage boys, had to sleep in the same bed. There was no place to plug in their PlayStation. Not a damn bit of Wi Wi Fi worked half the time. These are kids from this. Well, they're in high school now, dude. Miserable, miserable. Sounds like. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Time out. You went to Myrtle Beach, Phil. Back me up here. You went to Myrtle Beach, and your kids are complaining because the PlayStation and the Wi-Fi doesn't work. 
Myrtle Beach has a thousand water parks. They have a beach for God's sakes. Get ready, Jamie. Yeah, it was, it was where we were Your girls at. were too young. Yeah, <laughs> but the this people is we were with. Had we been with Dina and Phil at Ocean Lakes, I well, think that would have been, been fine. Yeah, that would have been. But dude, it was just about. My point is, uh, this has happened to me so many times. My friend, when I book something, the only time anybody bitches is if it's like too nice and too expensive. Like like 2017 NC State Carolina, I got I got a little feedback about that. 2007? Oh gosh, this, this breakfast was twenty eight dollars. Well, it is the uh, team hotel, sir. You know, but you know, I mean, <laughs> I, going back to the first Outback Bowl when I had to we, oh, let's stay in an Amera Suites twenty miles from Ebor City, so we both can have space. Little did I know it's a loft, and I still have to sleep on the couch. And back then, you know, if you went a night and you you, you didn't have any privacy. That kind of sucked, right? You're in college, for God's sake. So anyway, never let your friends bug it. So I, I've been racking my brain because we've been to Disney and, you know, they're getting too old for that. So I was like, where's someplace they can bring a friend? So it's not going to break the bank. And, we get it. and I was like, well, that's usually Myrtle. It's usually the beach. They don't like the beach. So then it hit me. Yeah. The mountains. Yeah. Gallenberg. Yeah, they can have a blast up there, right? Gatlinburg you know, is and, and walk beach. around. I'm just trying to figure out how in the hell I, and if anybody has any uh, advice for me, let me know. How do I get down the mountain from the cabin to Gatlinburg to drop them off without risking a DUI? Uber. There's no Uber. There's, uh, there's no, no Uber, Uber up there. there. Oh, there's no Uber in there. So I'm but like, that, do that, I okay, rent Now a you're going to have to bring an adult who doesn't drink. <laughs> Sounds like y'all are going to be drawing straws. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to rent it. I was thinking about renting one of those ATVs for the week with the, the, the big ones, the, the, the street legal. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and drive that bad boy down the mountain and then back. And I think I think I can handle that. Now, big SUV, I'm not sure about. Anyway, I think we have one more one more break we got to hit, right, Phil? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Work. Yeah, All right, let's little... let's let's kick it. I'm gonna tell you about the honey bear. We'll wrap the show. Hopefully, I won't sound like I have rocks in my mouth like 76 said earlier. Uh, Saunders shot that dirty Myrtle was a disaster. <laughs> All right, a lot to talk about. Let's talk about. It. We'll be back. Eleven uh, ten is a medieval times. He got it, Ryan. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, medieval and I'm gonna time. be like the king. Yeah, the king that walks out there, hello, good fortune, my maiden. Hello, because the, the princess these days runs the show, right? As long as the you wear that just there. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, all right, we'll all be right. back. We're going to wrap it up. It's <laughs> the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on Earth. 
I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks the show. Hey, Mo Calvert here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Back to inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. We got to fix, uh, got to do some production on that last one there. That, uh, I, you know, I, I'm beginning to think that the scary part of it is kind of endearing and that I like it. <laughs> it really, really is nice. Jason, you know, y'all, y'all didn't watch Apocalypse Now. You don't need to know Apocalypse Now. No, yeah, we know it. No, yeah, no, we know. <laughs> We Love got it. Man. Take it. You take the kids to Disney the first time. That that's gonna be terrible. It is. Trust uh, me. Look at look at JB's background adventure. now. Yeah, he's been yeah, there. Yeah, there they go. They're ready to go, JB. Man, they're ready to go to Disney, JB. Not anymore. To, not after hearing that. Not, <laughs> <laughs> get out of the credit card and get your walking. Go do. You got to go do thirty minutes of cardio every day for a month, and then take some Bengay. Some sports cream gives you some good souls. Anyway, dude, my kids are happy just feeding the turtles in the pond. They don't. I have care. turtles. I, have, well, I know you do. Turtle. My <laughs> other one floated away. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll think about where the hell he's at. He just went <laughs> home. I think. He's like the, there's a pond right up here. I bet he's in there. Right now he's he's under six six inches of ice. You know, all oh. that good stuff. All right, so I got the honey bear here, right? Okay. You guys see this? The, this is the ba- the little plastic bear you get honey with. So uh, that's what Keith said. Do honey and tea at Jack Daniels. So I guess I'm going to take him up on it. Um, maybe not the Jack Daniels today, but uh, uh, a friend of mine made a pipe out of uh, one of these things when they were in college. He called it the honey bear, uh, and it was legendary. Uh, and it was uh, my friend pipe? Kevin that I saw at the Beacon. On Saturday, so how about that? <laughs> he's 197 years old today. <laughs> he's 157 years old today. All right, so the medieval times, yeah, there's medieval times coming. Uh, Tiffany did ask, does it have to do with the NIL? <sighs> Not really. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's good because that's thrown some people off a little bit. Um, and then somebody earlier asked about Park Avenue. Park Avenue is still going. It's going to be outside of the university now. They're going to do the same things. So, uh, you know, uh, that's the deal there. My yeah. mother just texted me a question and asked me about John Voigt. 
<laughs> I saw him on an airplane one time. Did you? <laughs> he was going, I flew from Nashville to Vegas, but I had to go through LA. And uh, it's one of the few times I've, I've ever flown to America. And John Voight's getting on the plane in front of me. And I, I was with somebody that would not know who John Voight is if you, if you begged her, you know. And I like sat there and I was trying to get my camera. And I got him a blurry picture of him reading a uh, reading a newspaper in first class. Uh, but then I got the girl I was with. I got a, I got a shot. Of, she's just walking in, but it is a from behind shot. It's always hesitant to, to sell it because things didn't work out too well with her. <laughs> She tried to, she, she, I don't know. Uh, that's a long story. But anyway, um, she, uh, you know, uh, uh, so I, I never want to show that picture because I'm worried I'll get canceled. If you have for, oh, it's, he's showing my butt. No, it's John. There's a celebrity right now. You wouldn't get out of the way. <laughs> of course, we're on an airplane in an aisle, so I don't know where the hell she's supposed to go. But, uh, <laughs> Anyway, no, mom asked me about, uh, my, I just got a text from my mother. Do you know, I think the name was John Voigt, maybe. I saw him in L.A. one time on a plane, mom. It's somebody else. Anyway, I'm sorry that happened. It, are there any other texts you need to read to us before we? Uh, I normally don't or... even look at my phone, but my voice is so crazy today. I'm like, right. whatever keeps me from having to talk, I'm fine. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> Doesn't Marty go oh, when you're on air when yeah. you're working? <laughs> no, she's a school teacher. Yeah, she's a school right, teacher. Yeah. She doesn't know anything except lunch, recess, yeah. bus duty. Planning. When does the bell ring? Yeah. When's my planning period? You know. Uh, yeah. We're working out a uh, a guest for later in the week, y'all. By the way, looking ahead to the week. Yeah. We ahead. Are, are you excited about? Are you optimistic, I Phil? Oh, I just got a response back. We're gonna talk tomorrow or Wednesday to figure out something for later in the week. So I'm I'm becoming a bit more excited. You guys All are right. gonna like it. Good. John Boy got eaten by an anaconda. Is that true? I think so. In some movie. You know, he's uh what's her name? What's her name's dad? Uh Angelina Jolie's dad. Angelina Jolie. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Angelina Jolie. Mm -hmm. Y'all ever yeah. seen the South Park with the, the the lice? The lice episode of South Park with Angelina Jolie. Anyway, no, I'm not going to. Angelina yeah. Jolie's at the end of it, so just uh, not not spoiling it. You guys watch that. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, okay. Kelly, help me. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, I have no idea what my mom meant, but uh, we got to wrap it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I blew, yeah, I blew we'll, the end of the show. I blew the end of the show. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. it's great. No, we'll text your mom back, and if you don't mind, when we open tomorrow, fill us in on what she, uh, how this conversation ends. I'd like to know what, what her purpose of John Boyd's. Yeah, well, yeah. Contrell's more of a family guy, dude, than the mm -hmm. South Park. Yeah. I like yeah. family guys. Yeah. All right. So tomorrow right. we'll hopefully have more to talk about. And um, yeah, Timothy says the jack has kicked in. Not yet, but that was such a damn good idea. I think I'm going to go see my geriatric friends at the bar here in a little bit so I can talk tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, I love everybody. Yeah. This is what is this happy trails? Yeah. Well, this this means. Gotta that. Miss you. Next time you see the show.
like uh, come listen to it's like the song that the bars play where they're like uh, telling you to leave at 2 a.m. Yeah, you know, that the music. <laughs> hey, I, went, I wish the bars I went to were that nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just throw you. you I was back. thrown into the door, buddy. <laughs> listen <laughs> to the show. We all oh. hope you had back tomorrow at 11 from the Sun Around the, the Studios. Ho, 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 ho.